I'm Brittany Ashley. And I'm Laura Zach. And this is Sicker Sadder World. The podcast where we rewatch Daria and relate it to our current world. Just taking in the sweet scent of a cinnamon broom. It definitely has a potent aroma of the season in here. Yeah. And um, this spider web with lights I hung up earlier. I don't know if you noticed the one on the front door. I did. Um, Spooky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got about four packs of spider webs. Very excited for that. Um, And by that, I mean the Kasingle spider webs by no doubt. And then also got some pumpkins, got some butternut squash. There is a lot of the same color palette in here. A lot of orange and brown. Yeah. So so me and Kirsten, my girlfriend, were throwing a themed spooky dinner on Sunday night. And I've already started making the playlist. I am about to send out the menu tomorrow. I mean, it's going to be a spooky ooky time. And I can't wait. I feel like you're just kind of, I mean, I'm happy for you, but I'm also sad for myself. Right. Uh, you were invited. I, I, I do know this. Yeah. It's going to take place right out there. So are you mad at me? Is this your way? <laughs> of- no, 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 no. I, I can't remember what your plans are, but I'm, I'm happy that you have something that's even more great than this to go to because then that means that like it's got to be real good well it's I mean you know it's a combination of something that existed before I knew of this party Mm. and with someone who doesn't live here and who's only in town for the night Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. no I get that (sighs) well what are you being for Halloween I don't know I've really let that slide Your new haircut allows for many new fun possibilities Yeah, I was thinking about Zach Morris But I would need a Kelly Kapowski Um, You can just walk around with um, my painting Oh my god, maybe I should do that Maybe I could put like a protective cover over it (laughs) So that it wouldn't get fucked up Yeah, I really That's really all I've got so far I I was Kurt Cobain a couple years ago, as you know, or a Mm -hmm. few years ago, and that was definitely my favorite costume ever because it was so comfortable. So I'm really into drag for Halloween. I am as well. Um, I've done Ace Ventura, John Wilkes Booth. Uh, I was God once. Um, I've been... You're, you know, the, the interpretation of God is male. Well, I think... Well, I presented as myself... But spiritually, I presented as male. However, physically, I presented as myself. Um, I but yeah, generally, I do I do that as well. However, this year, I'm going as Nancy from The Craft. Amazing. Is Kirsten also going to be one of the girls? Yeah, she's going to be Rochelle, so that there's a little representation in there. Cool. Yeah. Is I wonder if any any of you uh, any of you going as Daria or Jane or Trent or Brittany or Kevin or Quinn? I was Jane. Um, one of the years I lived in Chicago, I definitely did a Daria Jane combo. Mm-hmm. And I remember that was the same Halloween that um, it was the year that that what was that Korean pop song that was super huge for a minute? Um, you'll totally know what I'm talking about. It was like in the music video they did this crazy dance that was sort of like. Riding a pony, and it was like, is it Wotnam Gangnam style? 
Yes. So that was that year. And I remember being dressed up like Jane in this Halloween party. And we were dancing and that song came on. And suddenly this guy burst into the apartment dressed as that singer and like full on did the dance in the middle of the dance floor and then left right after the song. And it turned out he had just been walking by and heard the song and was, was in that costume and fortuitously just like took the bulls by the horn and led himself into the party and really made all of our nights. So... Yeah, there's some Halloween miracles that happen. I remember a couple years ago in Chicago, I watched two guys who didn't know each other, but were both dressed as Mugatu do a whole like runway show at Berlin. It was really great. Yeah, it is really fun when you're in obscure costume and then you find another one. Oh, yeah. it's That's like a version of Soulmates. Mm-hmm. Probably one, one of the most elaborate costumes I've ever done, which was the Chicken of the Sea Tuna Mermaid. And um, it included a painted backdrop, which was the label, so that I could sit in front of it. Wow. And be the full tuna label. That's pretty wild. Mm. Uh, Last year, me and Kirsten dressed up as Reese Witherspoon and Sarah Michelle Gellar's characters from Cruel Intentions. And we both posted the pictures, and we both tagged, you know, Reese Witherspoon and Sarah Michelle Gellar. And Sarah Michelle Gellar liked Kirsten's post and not mine. And uh, let's just say it was really sad Halloween for Britney. Because I'm obviously a huge SMG Buffy fan. And Kirsten's kind of like, yeah, Buffy's good. Yeah. How, how could she have known in that moment, though, you know? She should have. It's cool that you uh, are in a relationship where you can be like, last holiday that is coming up again, you know. It's nice rare in something this where there's is... like this level of longevity where you can be like, what did we do last Halloween, babe? This is the longest relationship I've had with a woman. You've had a longer one with a man? Well, in high school. Yeah, I don't know if that counts. Okay, so this is my longest relationship. Cool. My mom was just here. Yeah. I took some crazy pictures yesterday with her. And uh, yeah, our friend Shaddy got us some like cheap costumes and we went to the Hollywood Boulevard and just like mingled with these professional superheroes there. I was the Hulk and she was Robin. It was really quite liberating. That's amazing. Yeah, no one uh, took us up on our offer to take photos with us though. Yeah, I bet they could uh, see past the costume. They could tell the quality of our costume. Like, you know, we hadn't really committed to it. Right. Yeah. Stay one of my period. Mine too! Stop! I swear to God, I woke up this morning miserable. Oh, I still am. Not sure yeah. if you can tell, but yep. Cool. Yeah. Well, that makes you feel a little better. Yeah, we're synced. Blood sisters. Yeah, well, glad you guys could have been there for that reveal. Any any of you guys start your period uh Anyone else out there yesterday? Anyone, anyone start it yesterday on Monday? Just That means we're all synced. Just nod. <laughs> That'd be great if we did get people to sync up through our podcast. Well, I think we're doing, well, I know we're doing our live stream for our Patreon supporters right after we record this. Um, so, which would have been yesterday for those of you listening. And are we going to do the cord pulling? Uh, yeah, we're doing the cord pulling. I already put the chant that you're going to do to Archangel Michael on the Patreon. Because you know how I said a couple episodes ago that I didn't want to cord pull from my most recent ex? That sure has changed. Well, great. So let's pull them. 
Let's pull, pull, pull. I can't wait. See you guys there or see you guys yesterday. And see her never. Yeah, hopefully. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. This is my style. Got to get up. Oh, I might pull. Excuse me. Excuse me. Six. It happened one nut. We got a little special intro. It's called the Daria Day intro. Is that just specific to the DVD, you think? That is correct. It was great because you know how I love imagining the characters as cartoon yeah, actors. Yeah, totally. So it was like Jane and Daria as the actors, like in nut suits, giving this little spiel and um, like Daria demanding to talk to her agent. Yeah, it, it made Daria definitely seem like a div. Uh Divia. So we open the episode with the results of a career aptitude test that Mr. DiMartino has given everyone. And I certainly don't remember taking... Do did you ever take one of these? No, I feel like they are like a myth. Yeah. I feel like they're just used in shows as devices, but I don't know if these exist. I mean, I the closest I came was to... Um, you know, like in the college counseling office, like mm. filling out some sort of questionnaire to try to help match your interests with the best path of study, but definitely not like you're going to be this job. Right. But anyhow, uh, Jane, the last three years in a row has gotten accountant uh, only because she puts C for every answer. Uh, Kevin gets petroleum dispensation, which is basically that he's going to be at a gas station and fill everyone's gas tanks up, which, which, uh, which kind of makes sense. And then uh, Quinn got neck model for jewelry catalogs. And also, that's so specific. Yeah, obviously. She w- do you think? Do you think that in the world of the show, she actually got that, or do you think she got like? Do you think she got like something to do with skin moisturizer, and she interpreted it as neck model? I don't know. Neck model seemed. Uh, Seemed pretty, pretty damn specific. Hard to say. But then Daria, which is revealed to us later when Helen gets it out of her, she gets mortician. Which just feels so, like, on the nose with, like, what an adult would think of Daria. Right. But is actually not like her at all. So, basically, we're saying that this segment was not realistic. Bullshit. This section was bullshit, writers. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Sorry that we're on our periods and we expect better from you. Yeah, I'm sorry that we just call it like we see it. I'm sorry that we are just raw and unfiltered and we see through your shitty... I feel like this is directed at someone else in particular. No, I'm sorry. Let me rein it in. Let me rein it in. (laughs) I just... I'm sorry about before, writers. We know that it was all to serve a certain narrative so that it could get us somewhere. Yeah, but also like do better. (laughs) 
uh, so in order to pay for a $500 portfolio that Quinn needs for her neck modeling career, uh, she needs to get a job. And so Helen and Jake decide that Daria should get one too. But also because, well, also like Helen's motivated for Daria to get a job because she finds out she got mortician. And she doesn't want to like speak to anyone and not be social at all. Right. And so it's for Daria, it's either between getting a job or going to peer counseling. And so Daria chooses uh, peer counseling, which is where you should learn social skills and behind the door is Tiffany. She's the peer counselor, which is baffling. <laughs> and she sees Daria and she's like, you're that girl from Quinn's house. <laughs> which I think has been my favorite interpretation of who Daria is in relation to Quinn thus far. Hmm. And her version of counseling is to just read a manual super slowly in her Tiffany voice. And there's a, there's a sort of a runner throughout this episode of illiteracy, which is a real problem. Yeah. But they specifically at Lawndale. Yeah. It seems like even though he's not in this episode, that this episode is kind of a fuck you to um, Mr. O'Neill. Mr. O'Neill. Because none of these kids know how to read. Yeah. And so Daria, the only reason that she wanted to do the peer counseling is because she's like, well, this won't, won't take as long as a job. However, she's very wrong because, alas, it is Tiffany. And then we get to return to the mall. Return to the mall. Way back, Jane and Daria are there together, kind of putting in a half-assed effort to get a job, and then they're just sort of like, fuck it, let's go get cheesy fries instead. And then when Daria gets home that night, she's saying that she looked really hard for a job but couldn't find one. And then Quinn is like, oh, I found the first one that I went out for, which was at the pet store at the mall. Called Our Furry and Scaly Friends. Just when Daria's kind of like, well, you know, looks like there's just nothing that I can get. Uh, Jake walks in and says, Daria, I found you a job. And it turns out it was like one of his clients. So Daria ends up getting a job at It's a Nutty, Nutty, Nutty World. And immediately her boss is kind of a dick. So he, so his reasoning for not really liking Daria at first is because he's not a fan of nepotism. So basically he believes that Daria didn't deserve this job, but he gave it to her anyway. So basically she's already starting at a negative point and she has to work her way back up. But then Kevin comes in and his suit doesn't fit him at all. He is a moron just in general. And uh, in the, I forget the boss's name. But while he's giving Daria this lecture, he just only asks, asks Kevin, can you bag nuts? And Kevin's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, great, you're hired. So immediately it feels like a boys club. Like Kevin didn't do anything to deserve that job except just have a basic. The nut. He had the nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah he had nuts. And uh, so not to like fast forward to the end, but. I honestly don't think it was that far-fetched that Helen believes that there was like a gender disparity because I actually believe there was from the very beginning. Yeah, and the whole dynamic that is established of Heaven being completely incompetent and unable to do the job and yet kind of like skating along because Daria is not only doing the work herself but doing double duty 
to do work for him, like that just feels relatable. It feels like things I've experienced before. Totally. And it's it's so infuriating because he's just so <laughs> dumb and he doesn't care or try. And so, of course, he's going to smile. So, so one of the rules is that the employee doesn't smile. The customer gets the nuts for free. And so, of course, Kevin is going to smile because he's too stupid to know not to. However, Daria, the one who has to feel the weight of this emotional labor being put on her, has to try even more hard to smile because she is not happy. Right. And the the owner sort of emphasized the smile rule the most. Uh, so it's like he's put the highest value on that because I don't think he realizes the extent of Kevin's idiocy. Like he assumes that he's basically competent, um, but doesn't bother to follow up on that. So in his eyes, Kevin is more of a natural at the thing that he is emphasizing as the most important. Right. And that's, you know, I mean, that's kind of like a microcosm for a lot of jobs out there oh totally yeah like the person who's willing to kind of like shoot the shit with the boss versus like actually do the work or like who can like go play golf with you right totally yeah do you know what I mean I actually just met with someone the other day this this woman who is a casting director and she was talking about how I asked her what she was doing later that day she was like oh I'm actually um I have tennis I, I'm playing tennis. I'm I'm learning how to play tennis. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I something came up like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? And she's like, oh, I'm playing golf. I'm learning how to play golf. I'm like, why are you learning how to play these games? And these sports, not games. And she's like, because if I want to survive in this industry, I have to know how to play these games because with men, this is how all the deals are done. So I have to learn how to play these sports so that I can like be in the same places as male casting directors and try and get these jobs. I was that really impressed. Crazy. Wow. Impressed and also saddened. I think we're starting to see the beginning of a shift in this regard, but that's an example of what I see as like, like it fits with this narrative that I'm talking about of like women who are in power, who have gotten that way by modeling their behaviors after men who have the power um, rather than changing, you know, rather than like creating a new dynamic, which takes like a massive concerted effort across like many people in industries doing it simultaneous. It's like people being like, well, that's worked for them. So I'm going to make that work for myself. But it becomes problematic, like especially with all the sexual harassment and sexual assault claims that have been coming out, like women do that too. Uh, And unfortunately, including people we know and know of, uh, who have reached a certain level basically by acting like men, which sometimes means acting abusive and like a dick. Right. And it's just really disappointing when you see a woman perpetuating those behaviors. But I don't know. I guess tennis and golf is a little bit more benign. <laughs> <laughs> you go. You go, girl. So to switch topics real quick before we get to Sweet Quinn at the pet store. Do we have an ad? No, I was going to ask you what jobs you had in high school. I, first of all, did a ton of babysitting. I believe by the time I was a senior, I was the regular babysitter for 13 different families. Holy shit. I kind of cornered the market on uh, kids. Wow. But then also which really fit in well with the babysitter thing. I also worked at a toy store. 
an oh. independent little toy store in my hometown called Whirly Gigs. And I worked there after... Wet the fuzzy wuzzy wee bits. Yeah, a little bit. And then I also worked at like a coffee shop bakery. Cool. Mine were a lot more uh, predominantly male-centric, which mm. is that I was a softball umpire. I delivered newspapers. I delivered pizzas. And I worked at TGI Fridays. <laughs> I see what you did there. You uh, just won the butch off with your high school jobs. (laughs) The high school you definitely won the butch off over me. Although if you want to talk male centric and or sexual harassment, I definitely babysat for, have you ever been like low key sexually harassed by a child before? Like, of course, of course, I don't know if you could really call it that because um, it's obviously not coming from the same intention or like a place of abusive power and the power dynamic is inverted. So I say that this all facetiously, but um, there was a little boy who like was in that mode of curiosity where we would do this thing and I had babysat him for years and I would do the thing where like you pick him up and then he leans back. So you spin him around and the kids like hold their arms out and it's a real thrill for everyone. (laughs) And so I had been doing this with him and like babysitting him for like a few years and I came over and I was like, all right, you want to, you know, you want to be spun? And I picked him up and so he's facing me puts his legs around my waist which he would normally do and then when I put my arms under his waist to hold him he instead of leaning back just like got his eyes went wide and he just like rubbed my boobs like with his hands like as fast as he could and I was like ah oh my god and then later he was like said something to his dad about like Laura has breasts and I was just like oh oh dear Come on, man. How old was this? Uh, he was six hmm. at the time, and he was also, like, really into, like, asking me to marry him, and, like, I mean, I think it was just an, an age of curiosity, but, and I mean, I remember definitely being interested by with boobs when I was oh, a little. I you were going to say, and I remember, like, being interested in him. <laughs> like, I considered it. Um, <laughs> no, I, no, I, but I remember, like, being a little kid, and, uh not understanding where the lines were like having certain curiosities and like tactile things and not understanding and not having any like shady or like inappropriate intentions behind those things but then learning that I was supposed to be ashamed of them Mm. when like adults would yell at me like I definitely would try to cop a feel like on a couple of my aunts and then my mom would be like Laura no Laura, no. Where? How? Where are we? Okay. How did we get here? Um. Okay. So, so the it's pet Quinn's, store. Yeah, it's Quinn's first day at the pet store, and she's already not really digging it because there's no cute animals. There's uh, a boa constrictor named Joanne. There's iguanas, canaries, goldfish. She accidentally lets a canary out on accident, all at the expense of this old ass owner who loves all these these creatures. So we can already tell that Quinn is not really going to enjoy this job. And then back at Nutty 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 World, uh, Brittany comes to visit Kevin at work, but is fueled with rage and jealousy because she sees Kevin smiling at people. And she told him that she's he's smiling his head off. She basically just thinks he's like flirting with girls. And so then when he explains it's just for the job, she's like, okay, but you can like... You can only smile once at each of the people. Otherwise, you're quitting. 
Which I was a little disappointed that they didn't give us a scene to watch him struggle in that. Like, they, I thought that would just be really funny visually to see him, like, especially because his dumb face is kind of default smile. Totally. Like, see him try to do just the one and be like, ugh. And um, Daria, from her job, it smells like peanuts. Yeah, one of the... One of the uh, the unfortunate setbacks of working there. She also thinks that the rules are stupider than school. It's a tight space, and she has to work with Kevin, uh, who just doesn't work hard at all. So she is enjoying her job even less because it just feels like a, a replica of school, basically. And she wants to quit, and uh, she convinces Jane to come visit her at work. And while she's over at Jane's, Trent comes in. And because of the peanut smell coming off of Daria, Trent... They've hijacked his brain. <laughs> Trent suddenly gets, like, a craving for, for peanut butter, or for, like, peanut products. Peanut brittle, I believe it was. Oh, okay. And so the next day... Moth or, to a flame. Yeah, a little bit of a spoiler alert there for the song that he and Dustin... What's that guy's name? Moth gonna fly. Uh, Jesse. Okay, Jesse. Um, so Jesse and Trent and Jane are at the mall, I got to give it to her. Jane is really trying to dissuade Trent and Jesse from going to the nut stand because she knows that Daria is working there and she's really trying to help her save face and to, to preserve her pride, but nothing can get the thought of peanut brittle out of Trent's head. Moth to a flame. They're also writing a song while they're walking through the mall, which Brittany um, was demonstrating just now. Correct. So Quinn is having another really bad day at work. However, there's some cute puppies, yet a little boy wants to adopt one of the puppies that Quinn has already called her own, and uh, which is certainly something I would do. <laughs> but Yeah, I've never related more to Quinn. <laughs> but in doing so, she took the uh, top off of Joanne, the bow constrictor's cage, and the bow constrictor ends up getting out. However, one of my favorite parts of this scene is when Jane and Trent are passing by and you get to see some of the stores that exist in the Lawndale Mall, uh, Planet Necktie, The Cheese Guy, and Backpack Shack. Whoever named these was pretty great. And uh, Jane fails at stopping Trent, and uh, so Daria hides in the back room, and because Kevin can't, read seemingly <laughs> uh, i think that's what we're learning like he can or he just doesn't try to read i think right. it's i think it's more like he can read he just truly cannot put in any effort at all rather than look at the canisters and see like which one says peanuts he's just like hey dario which one which one says peanuts right he's so used he to being to try. enabled and everyone including daria has been willing to do that to him for him but in those situations when you work in the service industry sometimes you have to enable it just so that you could get the fucking job done for a customer who's on a time crunch i've certainly done that in serving jobs before Oh, yeah, same. Like, some people also, I, I've noticed, like, in my time in food service, like, it just requires multitasking and being right. able to ha hold at least 10 things in your mind at, at any one time and be, like, really dynamic with how you're moving through those tasks. And it's very obvious when you work with people who are incapable of doing that and, like, then having to add things that technically they should be aware of onto your plate. Totally. Yeah. Kevin, you know, keeps yelling uh, for Daria to show him where the peanuts are because Trent wants peanuts. And Trent's like, Daria? 
And then finally she yells back, like, they're in the one with the that says peanuts on it, you idiot. And then this was really sweet, I thought. Like, Trent then grasps what's going on and yeah. is like, actually, I think I want a burger instead. And also, by extension, wants to help her save face. Yeah, he doesn't want her to have to face the the weirdness of him seeing her in this like hat though it's though it's something to be I think especially in high school no job I remember just having a job was cool I don't think it really mattered like where you worked I think just having a job was cool in general that like uh, like she obviously feels very embarrassed about it and Trent knows her enough to know that she would be embarrassed about it and so he leaves despite the fact that uh it was driving him insane. Do you think that means that he knows she has a crush on him or just yes. that as a friend? Okay. Also, what is a filbert? One of the nuts was called filbert. What is a filbert nut? I have no idea. All I can think of is like... Dilbert. <laughs> or like the the little like peanut man who's on... The logo. Planters? Of, yeah. But I, I just imagine he'd be named Filbert. I could see that. So Dara is embarrassed and takes it out on Jane because she believed that Jane allowed it. Though we know as the audience that she did her best to... Above and beyond. Totally. Really. Um, so Jane takes it upon herself to call Helen and tell her that the way... Well, she's obviously, like, making this up, but it's not super far from the truth. It's that uh, she's saying that the boss at It's a Nutty, Nutty, Nutty World is uh, kind of being a misogynist and that he's treating Daria badly, that he just basically stuck her in the back to bag nuts while her male coworker gets to network. And uh, Helen's not having it. Yeah, and then over in the pet store, it's just chaos is is breaking out. There, uh, Quinn has lost the boa constrictor. Um, she brings over the three J's to help her out, and Jesse, Joey, and Jamie. I I don't fucking I'm never gonna know their names. Three J's. Um, the three J's. That's what I'm gonna call them from now on. And so they, one of them has the idea to let out this cage of of gerbils to try to lure uh, the boa constrictor with a snack. And so then they're running all around. Needless to say, everyone loses their jobs. Or quits. And my favorite thing was that uh, Helen calls Daria's boss a sexist caveman. But in the end, Jane saved Daria. And we find out that Quinn is allergic to pistachios, so her neck modeling career is over because uh, Daria got too close to Quinn and her neck broke out in hives. Seems a little dramatic. You can treat that. Who knows? What do you feel like would be the most appropriate uh, jobs in high school for Quinn and Daria? Quinn would probably work at like a rave, like rave or limited or yeah, Contempo lim- limited casual. feels right. Yeah, those feel right. Definitely a clothing store. And then Daria, I could picture like I guess not really a record. Sh- I was about to say that, but she hasn't really shown that much of her own interest in music. I would say like, it like the a- show is very music oriented, right? But- I would say maybe like a video store. Oh yeah, I could see that. I was gonna say like bookstore, but that feels a little bit too obvious. Yeah. Um, and I I don't actually think she would do that. I feel like it would be a cultural interest adjacent to books, but not. And it wouldn't books. be for Blockbuster. It'd be like a small video store. Yeah, I could see her at like. Empire Records. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sicker, Sadder World. 
You can find us on Twitter at SickerSatter. We have a website, SickerSatterWorld.com. And if you feel so inclined, if you want to, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Also, if you want to, no pressure, you could support us on Patreon. That would be a sweet thing. But also no pressure. But like no pressure at all. Like we don't think any differently about you. Like we get it. There's so many things we want to support that we can't, but still enjoy. So keep enjoying this regardless. Hey, Laura, do you know what episode is next? I just know it's called Daria. It's a musical episode. <gasps> oh, is it extra long? Do we need to do it in two parts? I think it's regular long. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. Look forward to it next week.